0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Good morning, and welcome. Welcome to a new show, which I think is perfect timing for some of us in lockdown here. This is a show called Sober Yoga. So welcome if you're listening for the first time. My name is Kate Pendle and I'm going to be hosting this show in the desire that there may be information, tools or inspiration for you if you are somebody who is uncomfortable about your drinking. So just to let you feel that this is is, um, coming from a place of some experience and perhaps a little wisdom. I have been practicing yoga now for over 30 years and prior to that, I did a lot of drinking. So between those two things, I feel that this knowledge of how yoga can be used to help in the process of untangling ourselves from problematic drinking. That's really what this show is about. So if you are someone who drinks a little too much every now and then, this show could be useful for you. And equally, if you're someone who drinks way too much, a lot of the time, again, this show could be of interest to you. What I'm presenting in this show is a slightly different way of looking at alcohol primarily, but you could also include really any addictive behavior or pattern in that. So stick around and see maybe some of the things I might talk about might be brand new for you or if you've already found yoga as a way to help with your addiction patterns, um, you m- there might just be some affirmations that yes, you're on the right path. So today we're going to look at how yoga can be used either as a standalone Process or tool for dealing with addiction. And I will focus in on, I will use the term alcohol um, because really that was my primary. That was what kind of drove me into seeking help for myself. It was alcohol. But if you're listening to this and it's for you, it's not alcohol that you're dealing with, but that it's some other drug or that it's actually overeating. Or, dare I say it, internet use, which I think that's pretty tricky in lockdown. So maybe don't try and tackle that right now. Um, but, yeah, you could swap out the word alcohol or drinking for what it is you know, that the behaviour that you're acting compulsively with or you're dabbling in a little bit more than you feel comfortable with. So, yeah. And in terms of language, I will just go on to say that I use the term recovery. And if you're someone who's been in the space of trying to minimise or reduce or cut down your alcohol or drug consumption, you may be familiar with that word. And I acknowledge that some people don't like that word. It doesn't make them feel positive or they don't connect with that word. But because we need language to share experience, I am going to use the term recovery. And if that's a new term for you, what it basically, there's this kind of shared understanding that what that means, it means moving on with your life in a way that you change your relationship with the drug or alcohol. Often it implies that you're not doing it at all, but not necessarily. So please, bear with me, don't give up entirely on the message of this content if you, just because you don't like the word recovery. And I would also just add, in another show altogether, I'm going to talk about stigma of language. I don't use the term alcoholic, and I know if you're listening to this and you go to AA or a 12-step meeting, you will be using that term we're all welcome here the the message is the same Um, so let's try our best not to get hung up on language that instead of uniting kind of you feel a resistance to it Um, you use what you need to use to make sense for yourself and to support yourself so there are quite a few models available these days for the addressing of problematic alcohol or drug use, which in, I'm, I'm glad there are. When I first went into facing this for myself, that was over 30 years ago, and there wasn't a lot of choice. There was pretty much 12-step, which are AA meetings or NA if you're down the, the drug path, or there was counselling or rehab. And pretty much at that point, the only acceptable model was total abstinence. It was like you fall into the category and that category is either you're an alcoholic or you're not. And if you're an alcoholic, there's only one solution. You stop drinking. That was really all we had to go on. And you can imagine as an 18 year old, that was not a great situation to find yourself in. So now, things have broadened, things change, things evolve, and there's now more options. Um, still, some people will fiercely hold on to one camp in particular and fight that their belief system around addiction is the only way and the right way, but I think we are definitely moving closer to an understanding that this is a really complicated issue. So if you were thinking you're going to listen to this and I was going to give you a one-step solution, I'm afraid that's not the case. My experience and probably yours, if you're listening to this with any sense of personal identification, you will know it's complicated. And how it plays out in one person's life is very, very different from how it's going to play out in another person's life. Which ultimately, when it comes to yoga, it's a really good thing because yoga in itself is built on the premise that it is an individual experience yoga is all about the liberation of the self and that is and finding your own full expression your own Dharma your own path and your own expression of your Personal potential and that's never ever going to look like somebody else's and so the path and the things you need to do are not necessarily going to look like somebody else's. So in the field of addiction yoga fits very well with this understanding that is now more commonly shared is that it's, there's so many variations and there's so many shades of grey in this Field of problems with addictive compulsive behaviors. So I say to anyone that I'm working with, and if you're listening to this, these questions that sometimes come up, like, "Oh my God, am am I an alcoholic?" or "Yeah, is my drinking a problem?" and and taking surveys online, and in some ways, it's irrelevant when it comes to yoga, in particular, if you experience it as an issue or a problem, it is. Doesn't matter what your neighbour says, it doesn't matter what your doctor says. So, a lot of the people I work with and talk to are. And what we would probably say is like on the early continuum of having an issue with their alcohol or drug, it's like their life hasn't fallen apart, they haven't hit rock bottom, they're not necessarily smashing up cars or getting into fights, but there is a level of discomfort with their drinking that is true and genuine and quite deeply felt and that is to be listened to the yoga goes on to say that 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 moment in your life when you recognise your own suffering that is a beautiful thing even though it may feel far from beautiful it usually feels horrible it's usually distressing and disturbing and challenging and uncomfortable but yoga says that is the point, that you are now ready to take a look and take some action. Prior to that, if you weren't experiencing it as discomfort or disease, you, you're not motivated to do anything. So if you're listening to this, and it's, it's often that sense of oh, we, we wax and wane, there's kind of one, one morning you wake up and yet again you're feeling crappy from drinking a bit more than you thought you would and letting yourself down because you said you weren't going to do it. And there's that guilt and that remorse and that shame and that whole big pot of unpleasant emotions and this acknowledgement that actually this is not okay for me. This isn't the life I want. But that can sometimes fade and the day goes on or life goes on and and you put it to the back of your mind and it's like, oh, don't, don't worry about it, don't make such a big deal. And that going in and out of wondering and feeling, is this a problem? Yes, this isn't a problem. That is usually a normal phase when we're dealing with some kind of addictive problem. So if you're in that phase... Often you're just gonna stay in that phase to be honest, until there's some kind of shift, enough motivation, some or some clarity. Sometimes people get moments of clarity and it's like actually I'm gonna do something about this now. Other people can stay in that phase five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Some people stay in it for their whole life. And the thing is you get to choose yoga is very much about self-empowerment and independence and it's that the path of becoming conscious and waking up and living the life that you are really have the potential to live but nobody's going to make you do it it's nobody else's responsibility actually so using yoga to deal with some of these addiction addictive patterns or to see if you can change your relationship with alcohol, there's a couple of prerequisites and one I've already mentioned and it's this idea or acknowledgement that actually you're suffering, that on some fundamental level you're not okay with the pattern that you have established around your alcohol consumption. And usually You've already tried many ways to control or alter what's going on with your drinking, and some people succeed here. Some people, it's like they notice, okay, oh, in lockdown, and this is a very common pa- pattern. This is what has the, the statistics gathered from lockdowns um, that people are drinking more. And some people, they do that and maybe they're just just drinking a little earlier or they're drinking a little bit more alcohol and they did it for the whole of last lockdown. And when they came out of lockdown, it was lockdown's finished. Okay, I'm not going to keep up that drinking pattern and were able to go back to what they were doing before lockdown. And there are people who can do that. And there's other people who it's like – they had then lost the ability to go back to their original drinking. And that's that the pattern where the the addiction, the compulsion, the pattern, whatever you call it, has now become bigger and stronger than your personal Like You don't want to be doing it any longer, but there's a, a kind of a moment motivation, a drive that overrides what you might mentally in a moment of clarity or consciousness choose. And that's a pretty uncomfortable place to be in. And but it's a good place is what I'm trying to say. Like if that is happening to you or has happened to you before, it's it's almost like you then have a head start it's then you're standing at the threshold of change. And until that moment comes, there isn't going to be a change. So I encourage people to, even though it feels uncomfortable, to actually acknowledge it as a positive thing, that you are being given an opportunity to walk down a different path. And yoga is really all about that. Yoga supports the process of change. Some of the other models that are available for dealing with addiction have a very um, clear, concrete view of what recovery from and alcohol, I use the term misuse. I think hopefully that doesn't offend people and it describes, I'm sure if you're like me, it's like actually that is what's happening. I'm misusing alcohol or I'm abusing alcohol. So if you're in a 12 step fellowship, the answer to that alcohol misuse is to stop entirely. It's an abstinence model. There's other models uh, of recovery. Smart recovery, which is becoming quite a a big deal globally. Not so much in New Zealand, but that's an online, they do online and in-person meeting. It's an alternative to AA meetings, which it suits some people better. And their model is that you personally choose what you see as the goal for, goal for change. So for some people it's reduction, for some people it's total abstinence, um, or for some people it's to swap out one thing for another, and that is the model that they use. And yoga uses a similar idea in that the the goal that you have for dealing with an. Ad- if you come into yoga with an alcohol issue, it sees it as a pattern more than anything. So it's looking at what what is this pattern doing to you On and it looks at all levels of your life, your emotional, your physical, your spiritual and your mental and your lifestyle. And anyone will know that... When we become habitual users of alcohol or drugs, that usually it is affecting all those areas of our life. Maybe early on in the journey, if it's just a kind of a a recreational kind of light thing and it hasn't turned into an addiction, the impact may not be very strong or very deep in any of those areas and it can actually perhaps be enhancing and be a positive experience. But when it starts to become a little more embedded, and in yoga we use the term samskara, which means a pattern, and I think one of the easiest ways to understand what a pattern is, it's a wee bit like if you think of a record, you know, a record on a turntable and how the record has grooves in it, and some of the grooves are deeper than others, and that's kind of where the needle will kind of end up staying. So yoga says that as a human being, you, all of us, are made up of a whole lot of patterns. Some of them we're conscious of, but most of them we're totally not. It's like this program that we've got running and we just it's an automatic pilot and the more you do the pattern the deeper the groove becomes so in addiction or alcohol a use or abuse this becomes very clear it's like the you're teaching yourself to repeat the pattern and the more often you do it the groove becomes deeper and therefore the easier it is for you to slide into that pattern So yoga has a lot of really, really valuable and helpful ways to help you change your patterns, and that is the path of yoga. Over and beyond using it for addiction or minimizing what you're drinking or addressing your drinking, the entire path of yoga is about learning to break your habitual patterns So, because they're all seen as being on the surface layer. They're on this outer layer of our being and they are actually obscuring your deepest, fullest expression of your true self. So all yoga is about freeing yourself from those patterns so that you can come in contact with your deepest self So that's a really hopeful message, I think, when you are dealing with addiction or alcohol or drugs in particular. Often there's so much stigma. There's so much kind of moralizing and judging. You know, like if you use the word addict or alcoholic, nobody thinks of anything positive when they use those terms. Is, is some real stigma attached to that. So yoga doesn't use those terms at all. It's not, they're kind of completely irrelevant. What yoga looks at and helps you work with is what p- patterns you have in your life, which ones are supporting you and are positive, and which ones are blocking or destroying or obstructing the, the normal positive f- flow of your life. And I know for me, when you know, after it was coming across this way of perceiving my alcohol addiction that it was the first time I really came across a way that made me feel okay about it, that I didn't feel shamed or hopeless or broken or damaged. I was like, okay, this is a pattern. And it helped me work with it in a way that was empowering. and. Ultimately, that I was able to release the pattern because over time I did the things that yoga suggested in terms of the physical practices, the mental practices, the emotional, the spiritual, the practices. There's a lot of practices, and they helped do two things. One is that they strengthen. So yoga says if you're going into a situation where you need to change a pattern that is destructive, the first thing you do isn't to try and stop the destructive behavior, and that was a light bulb for me as well. After many years, I spent like 10 years going in and out of AA and would muster some willpower and some determination and get massive support from the meetings, I would say. like I'm not AA bashing. It really helped me in many, many ways. And I'd have a patch of sobriety, but it never lasted. You know, I couldn't maintain the stopping. I could stop, but I couldn't sustain stopping. And that was a really crushing, horrible cycle. Whereas in yoga, they they taught me That's not the place to start. Don't start by trying to stop the pattern. Just let the pattern run. And in the meantime, what you're doing is two other really important things. You're building the foundation that you need so that letting go the pattern is easier. So for the first time ever, I came across a model and some tools and techniques that weren't all about changing the habit or reducing drinking. It was about how to bring some stability and some strength into my emotional, mental, physical, and breath system. So I was like, I, I gained strength and stability And then yoga also says that you need to bring something positive into your system. It's like if any of you have contemplated giving up your alcohol or your drug of choice and and had that feeling like, oh, no. You know, often we're using those things because we love them. We're using those things because they're feeding us on some level. They are actually giving us something. That's why we do it. And it's a bit like a, a, a child with your favorite teddy bear. You wouldn't just rip it out of their arms. And so yoga uses that in some ways by saying, give yourself something positive. So you're making yourself steady and stable and you're filling yourself up. So as we go on with this show, I'm going to talk more and more about some of the tools and techniques and what they are Um and if you want to, I've got a couple of free tools on my on my website, which is all one word, org. And there's a free yoga nidra, which is pretty nice. And there's a free meditation, which you could use. And this is just digging into this idea of build yourself up, give yourself something positive before you attempt to make a change with anything. So I hope you've enjoyed, you've been listening to Kate Bendall with Sober Yoga Um, and if you want to listen later you can go to the or.org New Zealand website and listen to the podcast and on my website you can always reach out to me as well and I'm happy to talk about things that you want me to talk about on this show. So hang in there on lockdown, Um, wishing you a few deep breaths and peaceful rest of the day. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.